Whether you're a whiskey aficionado or new to the world of whiskeys, I invite you to pour a dram and join me around the bar. Hi, my name's Vic, and welcome to Distilled. Hello, hello, welcome back to the bar, welcome back to Distilled. As always, I invite you to pour a dram, sit back. Uh, tonight, I am not actually drinking anything but water. I am once again doing Exodus 90, 90 days of uh, disciplines and fasting and prayer and fraternity. And one of those disciplines is abstaining from alcohol. So, water for me, but anyway. So it's been a while. Um, several things have popped up in the last month or so. A um, couple of lawsuits and a product shortage that just pinged on my radar uh, in the last couple of weeks. It was something that I haven't seen or heard too much about. Uh, so we're going to get into some of those, a little bit of a winter update. So if you are into alcohol and spirits in general, you've probably already heard about Sazerac um, having a couple of issues. They are involved in two lawsuits. Uh, the first one we'll cover is with their uh, former distributing company, RNDC. Um for unpaid invoices and other damages. Um, so in June of 2022, RNDC announced it would terminate its contract with Sazerac. Uh, Sazerac was really trying to make things work. They offered a new um, contract, but in about August or September-ish, um, Sazerac had to also terminate their workings with RNDC and said effective February 1st, 2023, they would cut all ties. So it is now February 3rd, so effectively Sazerac is done with RNDC. Uh, they allege that RNDC owes them somewhere between 38.6 and 40.7 million dollars um, in unpaid invoices. So Sazerac has already given them the spirits to be distributed. RNDC sold those spirits, but they never paid for the booze. Um, so understandably, Sazerac wants their money back. Uh, in the lawsuit, they also allege that RNDC slashed um, promotional budgets, they stopped marketing, Sazerac products. Uh, they were bad-mouthing them to retailers. They hiked prices on their products and blamed Sazerac company. Um, and they've also... Well, Sazerac alleges that RNDC also used illegal tie-in sales. So they put a condition on some of their more sought-after products uh, such as Pappy Van Winkle and Blanton's and even Buffalo Trace, really anything from Buffalo Trace, um, apparently had these tie-in sales. So retailers were forced 
to buy often inferior product, um, product that wasn't even Sazerac's, but that RNDC was trying to push uh, in order to purchase some of the higher quality Sazerac products. Um, online, I had seen some of this going on around ooh, December or so. People were posting pictures in liquor stores uh, with signs and displays saying to buy a bottle of Blanson's, you had to purchase another bottle of some vodka or some other whiskey. Uh, and a gentleman recently shared in another uh, group on social media a picture of a bottle he purchased, and he said that he also had to purchase one other bottle to go with it in order to be able to purchase uh, this allocated bourbon. So those tie-in sales are actually illegal. Um, so that's going on there. But Sazerac is also in some hot water over their fireball. Um, so they offer two products, Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey and Fireball Cinnamon. Now, Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey is a spiritist beverage made with Canadian whiskey, uh, but Fireball Cinnamon is not. Fireball Cinnamon is a malt beverage, so a spiritist beverage might start with a malt beverage base, but then the flavor, which gets some of its flavor, but then it goes through a distillation process. A malt beverage uh, gets its flavoring from the fermentation process and does not undergo uh, distillation. So both the labels for both products uh, look the same and Sazerac is being uh, sued for false advertising because on the label of Fireball Cinnamon it says contains natural whiskey or it, excuse me it says contains whiskey and other natural flavorings which leads some consumers to think they are drinking a whiskey based beverage wording is important folks here's why <laughs> um, so while they don't say it contains whiskey they implied that it's whiskey flavoring but they weren't really explicit about that and the labels look exactly the same. It's the same brand, Fireball, Fireball Cinnamon, Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. One's a malt beverage, one's not. And the one that is a malt beverage, Fireball Cinnamon, is what's got them in trouble this time. So I am a little surprised, though, that that did pass the, uh, uh, the TTB's label inspection but whatever uh other update that's going on this is a, this one actually goes back to january of 2021 well april of 2021 was the earliest post i could find about it um there is a spiritus liqueur called green chartreuse and yellow chartreuse and it is a spiritus liquor that is distilled in a pot still and then undergoes maceration and aging in old uh, whiskey barrels 
by the Cistercian monks of the Grand Chartreuse Monastery. And there is a shortage of it, at least here in the U.S. Some markets have noticed it, some markets have not. Some markets have completely dried up, and it's left bartenders scrambling in restaurants. Uh, most home bartenders probably haven't noticed it too much because your cocktail that calls for it doesn't call for a lot. So one bottle can get you last you quite a while. Um, typically goes in a last word cocktail, um, but this shortage was kind of first noticed. The first talkings about it that I found were from April of 2021, and it seems more recently it's kind of come into the social zeitgeist. People are somewhat aware of it. So why is there a shortage of it? Well, the last couple of years have just been rough. Um, but supply chain issues, inflation, stuff like that, price of fuel, I mean, there's a lot of issues that go into why this product might be uh, missing on some shelves. Um, first of all, it requires 130 different types of herbs, flavorings, and botanicals of, for the maceration. So, at what point, and I'm sure the monks have talked about this, and they had backup plans and contingencies in case they couldn't get one botanical or several botanicals from a supplier. But at some point, you just have to admit, hey, this isn't the same product. And you have to make a decision. Do we try to put it out? Do we let the public know? Or do we just hold back and wait until we can get the proper ingredients? Um, I know Nestle ran into this uh, with their sauces and stocks division. Uh, and soups and flavored bases. Um, with the shortage, they went through their recipes and they figured out all kinds of different backups and contingencies they could use, um, backup products they can use to produce their own products. Now they're like, I don't know, hun worth hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, so they can afford to do that. The monks of the Grand Chartreuse Monastery, uh, I don't know how much they're worth. Um, they do take a vow of poverty after all. But I'm assuming they ran into similar issues and maybe had to make a decision as to whether they would keep producing chartreuse or just hold off until they could actually get the right ingredients. Other issues, I know glass production actually. Um, suffered pretty heavily um, here in the US at the distillery that I worked at we ran into an issue with glass we had to change um, our company actually for printing vodka bottles so we had to receive a shipment from one company hold on to it until another company was ready to print labels and then ship it out to them that was fun uh, typically though it was all done in one shop. Um, but they ran out of materials to produce the bottles. And the price went up when they did get the materials in. So the owners decided to go with another company. So there's that issue. And just transportation costs too. Um, maybe they couldn't get a good deal. So there's lots of issues going on. 
Um, but this is kind of a niche product that I don't think a lot of people are really all that aware of, but it's out there. Uh, and if you notice that other products are maybe starting to dry up, become a little bit more rare, it could be because of that. And we're still finishing up this pandemic, coming out of these uh, supply chain issues, but they still persist. So, A little bit more uh, local news here in the state of Ohio. OHLQ is rolling out a brand new inventory system. Um, don't really know much about that, but it definitely disrupted uh, deliveries to all OHLQ stores, Ohio State agencies, uh, the week of this recording. This is February 3rd, I said. So this week there were no deliveries, um, but next week they should be getting up and running again. Um, so I'm excited to see some of these new changes. I have to dig into it some more to find out what's going on. Because uh, I'm kind of curious about these new changes myself. Um, again, OHLQ owns all the liquor within the state of Ohio and they uh, consign it to different stores to sell on their behalf. And you can track all of these products within the state of Ohio through OHLQ.com. Just type in whatever you want and you can find it there. Uh, if you are in the Cleveland area, I highly recommend you check out um, Soho Chicken and Whiskey down in Ohio City. They have a fantastic lineup of whiskeys and bourbons. Um, they have quite a selection of single barrel picks from the Cleveland Bourbon Society. And recently my wife and I were down there for a date night and I saw they had Stag Jr., which was fantastic. Um, and they also had Midwinter Night's Dram, which my wife loved. We got some heavy blackberry and chocolate off of that, which was just fantastic. Loved it. Stag Jr., I haven't looked up the mash bill. I suspected this one, it, it was barrel proof, it was a bit hot. Um, I suspect, though, it is a weeded bourbon. Yeah, I was definitely getting some of those notes. Um, very sweet, very soft, but, well, not very soft. Soft and so sweet and subtle, uh, I will say. And it was a very good, good bourbon. I understand why people go crazy for it. Uh, they also have great food. Uh, their biscuits are to die for, and their hush puppies are some of the best I've ever had. And the chicken's good, too. Um, chicken's really good. Good food, good booze, great atmosphere. Definitely check it out. Uh, no, they are not paying me to say that. I just think they're great. So, that's that. Uh, other than that, I think... Let's see... I have not updated the Distilled website in a while. I know I had a subscription lapse. You might still be able to purchase merch on there. I'm not entirely sure. I did not get an email saying otherwise. Uh, I just re-upped the domain. But while it's up there, check it out, distilled.me. Get a sweatshirt. It's very warm and cozy. Get a, there's a Sherpa-lined denim jacket. It's winter. It's, it was 12 degrees today. It felt like negative one. I'm sure that uh, 
Sherpa line jacket would have felt nice. Oh, ball caps, t-shirts, coffee mugs, and water bottles. Check them out. And yeah, that's really kind of all I got going on tonight. Um, can't drink. <laughs> it's it's been a little tough. Not gonna lie, uh, having being having to abstain for this spiritual exercise, uh, but it's good. Um, it's been a really good experience. This is my third time doing Exodus ninety. Uh, it definitely makes you appreciate some of the nicer things in life that we so often take for granted, um, like a hot shower. So I'm 24 days in. By the time this podcast comes out, it'll probably be five, six, seven, 28, day 28, almost a month um, of cold showers. They're not great, but such is life. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time. A little bit shorter episode today. Um, but again, thank you. Uh, help support the podcast. Check out the distill.me slash store. Check out the merch. Share it with your friends. Tell them about it. And Instagram is still up. I don't really post as much anymore. Uh, my camera on my phone is very much broken now so that sucks uh i might have to find another way to do that but anyway stay safe god bless cheers <laughs>